welcome back to another episode of Broken Silence Real Talk. You already know it's your girl, Christine. Before I begin, I decided to switch things up a bit. I know usually I, you know, let my episodes out in the morning, but I just feel like sitting down tonight and just having a conversation with you guys, you know? You know, I'm going to kick it off with my gratitude. I'm grateful for my culture. That's right. I'm grateful for my culture. I'm grateful for my community. You know, I, I sh- I'm very open with you guys. I shared with you guys that I'm, you know, a child and youth worker for the Toronto District School Board. So, you know, today, unfortunately, we were picketing, but and I had no intention on showing up there, to be honest with you. You know, I actually took a sick day because I got injured with my knee and I can't be out in the cold for that long because my knee will lock. But I met some amazing conscious people, you know, and to hear the inspiration like it was brisk outside. People couldn't feel their feel their toes. People were getting sick, catching the flu. It was, but we still stuck in it together. You know, we still tried to uplift each other, have real conversations with each other, like talk about connecting and networking and doing something for a community. So, yo, I'm, I'm grateful for my culture. I'm grateful for my community. That's 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 basically what what I'm grateful for today. Because I'm I'm honestly I just feel inspired tonight. You know, I. I, I really am. I'm, I'm reminded of my ability of a human being and the ability to be able to connect. I'm grateful, you know, that I have the ability to do that because not a lot of people do, to effectively communicate, to not judge people right there, you know, to saying don't judge book, a book by its cover, but you can think whatever you want when you first take a look at somebody, but when they open their mouth... And when they speak, they speak life into you. When you can really connect, I tell you guys all the time, there's a difference between understanding and connecting. Just because I understand you doesn't mean I connect with you. So being able to do that, I don't know, man. I I can't even put words to it. It's, It's a stronger word than beautiful. Stronger word than beautiful, that's what I'm gonna say. Today we're gonna have a I'm going to have a chit-chat a little bit about trauma. And trauma isn't your truth. That's what today's episode is going to be about. Because I think a lot of us get caught up in trauma and in us dictating our life, where we should go, what we should do, how we should think. And it's time to let that shit go. And when I say let that shit go, I mean, I ain't trying to tell you not to bring your struggles with you. Because your struggles make you who you are. They make, they help you shape the person that you are, your morals, your principles, and your values. And it's also your protective factor. So when I say let it go, I'm talking about let the labeling go. Let the labeling go. Everyone calls you a victim because you went through trauma. I'm not a victim. I'm a survivor. I'm a warrior. You know, Lauren Lauren London said it the best. I think it was actually Nipsey Hussle's sister who wrote the poem, but, um, I forget who was talking about it in um, Northern London's Puma thing. And I had to just say, oh, that was the most touching, conscious line I ever heard. A sacred warrior wrapped in epiphany. I was like, damn. No, yeah, 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 I think I said it right. No, a warrior wrapped in sacred epiphany. That's what it was. That's what, Something didn't sound right the first time I said it, so I had to correct myself. So before we kick things off, I'm just going to read something to you that I found on the, the thoughtcatalog.com. It says, your trauma does not define you. The things that hurt you, that caused you pain, do not define you. 
You are made of beautiful, incredible, impossible things, and your trauma does not get to trick you into believing that is that it is the only thing about you that matters. Damn. I just want to read that again. That just just the last part, you know. You are made of beautiful, incredible, impossible things, and your trauma does not get to trick you into believing that it is the only thing about you that matters. Damn. That shit that shit hits home to me. To be honest, that shit hits home to me because I think I've carried my trauma around as my label. And I put the trauma first before I am the person, before me. Which that's that's a big mistake. You can't put your you can't put trauma before yourself. Because when you do that, then the trauma wins. The trauma doesn't define you. Trauma's not who you are. At all. And I think we just have to remind each other of that. Remind community members, co-workers, friends, family, brothers, uncles, mothers, whoever it is. Trauma is not who you are. I'm tired of people like, yo, damn, Christine. You know, if if I were you, you know how many times people tell me this? Yo, I, if I were you, Christine, I would have killed myself. I don't know how you do it. And I looked at them, you know what I say? I said, yo, if it was you, you'd do the same thing. You may have handled it differently, but I'm telling you, you'd still be standing here like a warrior. The reason why you you don't understand how I'm doing it is because you never had to. And a lot of people don't see that as judgment, but it's judgment. It's people who judge but use their own emotions to take away from how from, from what you really felt. And a lot of people don't realize that's what they're doing. So I just want to be conscious of what you say to somebody who's been through the struggles. Because they're trying to tell you that that doesn't define who they are. And you just put it back on them. Because you now have created them as this... You, you idolize them. You're trying to do it in a positive way but it doesn't come out that such. And those who have not gone through it won't understand what I'm really saying when I say this. So I just want you to just take a second. If you need to go back and repeat what I just said or scroll back, rewind, whatever you need to do, just think about it. A lot of people, you guys make statements to people who have gone through trauma and you take your own emotions and project it onto them with a statement that you think is uplifting, but it's actually diminishing what they've gone through. You've now made it about yourself. So I just really want you guys to take a second and think about that. I'm guilty of doing it my goddamn self. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I'm like, yo, you really went through that? Like, and I thought, shit, and I thought, and I thought my shit was bad, but the moment you say that shit, I've now taken the power away from you. You know, and I was just talking to one of my homegirls who is going to be on an upcoming episode, and I don't really want to dwell too much into the information about her um, until the time is up because this, that episode is going to be really powerful and I'm looking forward to it with her and her family. Um, but right now she's confined to a wheelchair and I was talking to her and I was like, yo, I was telling her about my leg, you know, my, me getting hit by a car situation. I was like, yo, honestly, yo, I, I, I cried, I cried, I cried. And I was like, yo. I can't even bathe my own daughter. I have to get help in order to bathe my daughter because I can't bend down. I can't bend down on the floor to give her a bath. So 
being and I'm a very independent person. So it's all it's teaching me how to ask for help and stuff. But that really hurt. And I was telling I was like, oh, but you know what I said to myself? I said, yo, but at least I'm not in so and so situation. Like, so I had to like tell myself, like, don't stop crying. And she constantly she, she's like, yo, she stopped me right there dead in my tracks. when I said that she goes, yo, Christine, let me tell you something. Don't let nobody take away your power of pain. Because your pain is your pain and you can't measure nothing against pain. Just because a situation may look easier or not that bad on the outside doesn't mean the person isn't impacted. And that's why I say your impact has to be greater than your intention. Let me say that again. Your impact has to be fucking greater than your intention. And she had to remind me because I preach that. I live by that. And she goes, oh, she don't let people take that shit away from you, yo. You're in pain. You're in pain. Stop letting people compare you to me. She goes, you can't do that because I'm, she goes, I'm not a mother. I don't know what it is to be a mother. And she goes, you don't know what it is to be in a wheelchair. She goes, nobody knows what it is. We all have our own stories. Don't let nobody dictate or take the pain away from your power. Cut that shit out. I found my power through my pain. And this is one of the reasons why I do what I do. The reason why I say what I say and I try to, and I try my best to live the life. You know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I struggle. I struggle. I was just talking to one of the blessed conscious people that I was talking to, talking to today. And he had asked me about my picture on, on WhatsApp. And I think, um, I really forget the exact words it says, but I said, it says something along the lines. You got to know the shape. You got to know the shape of where you're going. And he's like, yo, what shape, what shape have you identified yourself as going? And I said, to be honest with you, it's a hexagon. You know, I said, because throughout my trials and tribulations, I've gone up and I've gone down with a hexagon. You can start any which way you want, but remember the top, you have to have the top in order to make it a real shape and a real foundation. So my shape is a hexagon. And when you can have like those conscious conversations with people, it reminds you of what you want to do in life. It reminds you your goals. When you're feeling down and you have those celebratory conversations, those reminders, it uplifts you. It takes the smallest thing to uplift somebody. And I think we really got to take that in. I always tell you the smallest things mean the biggest. Because a lot of people don't think about the small. They think about the big. But we need to go back to the fundamentals and the foundation and the solitude of it all. And we got to remind, we got to check the people around us. You know, and one of my points for today was... Just because you get along with someone doesn't mean that they're your role model. And I think a lot of people need to understand that. And I'm, I'm going to talk about my father. You know, I love him. I love him to death, man. He's he's my best friend, I can say that. My dad is my best friend. He's there for me. We have, we've never had the greatest relationship growing up. You know, I was, I, I can say I was a troubled youth. You know, I told you the streets raised me. But... He's my best friend, and I talk to him at least six times a day, but he's not my role model. And I don't even mean that in any disrespectful way, and I think that we need to get in touch with that. He's my best friend, but he's not my role model. My role model is one of my older brothers, who have been not just a brother, but a father to me. Somebody who I consider a man, somebody I consider a warrior, somebody I consider love. I look at him and I see love and I see purity and I see strength. 
and I see my brother have to be strong for me, you know? My brother, to be honest with you, is one of my biggest inf inspirations before my children. He is my role model. I'll never forget. I was taken out of my dad's home for a case of abuse, um, physical abuse. And I think my brother was in Seneca College, and he had an exam. He had an exam. And in that exam, I think he had an exam the day after I was taken out of my dad's home yeah I think so I think so something like that and he couldn't write the exam and he never went back to college ever since and I feel like I owe it to him because my his love for me and his worry for me because he didn't know where I was I was in foster care after that you know until my mom came and got me out of foster care but I do what I do for him I do what I do for him. Um, I'm sorry. It just kind of gets me emotional because I, I always for, I always forget about that. And just talking about my role model, it reminded me that he did that. Because I haven't thought about that in years. But that meant so much to me. And to see his pain and to see him tear up and to see that he's one of my biggest cheerleaders now just reminds me of the connection, the bond, the strength. He's not just my brother, but he's also he's also my dad. He's also a role model. You know? And in regards to trauma isn't my truth because trauma ain't my truth. Trauma's not my truth. I don't, I don't claim that as my truth. I refuse to. You know? I had to learn to let go of the things that I couldn't control. Right? I couldn't control my uncle molesting me. I can't control that shit. You know? And a lot of people now, like my mom, my dad, and other family members, like, yo, Christine, why didn't you tell me? You know you know, I would have done something about it. You know I would have done something. You know, it's, it's, you should have said something because, you know, you not saying nothing is, is why it happened for so long. And I was like, excuse me? So I started to blame myself. I started to blame myself. I'm like, oh, shit, maybe this is my fault. Maybe this is my fault because I didn't know how to express myself and, and, and talk to people and tell them what, what the hell was going on. So is this my fault? Did this go on for years because of me? And I now have to realize, nah, nah, it's not my fault at all. I can't control that. I cannot control an adult taking advantage of an innocent child. I can't control that. And I told the wrong people. I told the people who I thought would have done something for me, but instead they didn't. I told my biological mom what he was, what my uncle was doing to me, and she told me that was life and for me to get over it. I told my aunt, she told me she's not getting involved because they help her out financially. She goes, I don't want her. She goes, I want no parts of that. And she even had the audacity to ask me if it was really my dad. Are you dumb? Yeah, me and my dad, we never had a really, like a good relationship or whatever. I would always be catching licks and all type of foolishness, but my dad never once touched me in Dana's life. Because the people that I went to, they never helped me. They were my family. I told my uncle's daughter, and no, I did not expect her to do anything at all. I think we were we were just talking, you know. And I told her what her dad was doing to me. I could even, I, I remember it was like it was fucking yesterday. I was sitting down on her purple bouncy ball because she had an exercise ball in her bedroom. 
And we were just sitting down and I was like, yo, this is what your dad's doing to me. And then she disclosed to me that she felt uncomfortable around somebody else in the family. And her and I we just had a conversation. She she cracked up a joke, you know. She goes, Christine, if you if you plan on telling my mom, you'll let me know so I can move the fuck out the country. Because I don't want to be here for that. You know? So, I had to let go of that shit. And say, this is not my fault. This is not my fault. And I don't even see myself as a victim. I see myself as a survivor. A survivor. I don't blame myself for being gang raped at the age of 19 on my 19th birthday. I don't blame myself for that anymore. I used to blame myself where I'm like, ah, oh, if I didn't, if I wasn't attracted to this type of dude, I wouldn't be involved in this situation. And I just stopped blaming myself for it, man. Because I basically was telling myself that I deserved what I was going through. I don't just, nobody deserves to be gang raped and drugged. Nobody deserves that shit. And I want anybody who's going, who's out there, who's going through this, who has gone through it, yo, stop blaming yourself, yo. Stop blaming yourself and love yourself. Because self-love is the best. And if you, if you allow your trauma of what you've gone through to take over your life, if you allow trauma to be your label and you now lose sight of who you are, guess what? Your trauma has won. It is no longer your trauma. It is now your demons. Because you've allowed your trauma to take you over. You need to rise above the blinded eye. Take that duct tape off that's been on your mouth for so long because people have been wanting you to silence, silence you and all that. Stop letting people allow to silence your pain. Stop letting people allow you to tell you to stop talking about what you've gone through. If that's how you heal, you talk about that shit. If that's how you, if you want to write it down, that's what you write it. But you want to make a song, dude, you do that. Stop allowing people to silence your pain because it makes them uncomfortable. And a lot of the people, and I'm sorry to say this, the most people that we make uncomfortable with these conversations is our fucking family. Because they want to sweep things under the rug. They want to move forward. They're like, you know what? Yeah, but it's family. We, we got we got it. Did it. No, you don't have to do shit. It's okay to make them feel uncomfortable. Especially the ones that you reached out to and they weren't there to help you. Stop apologizing for what you've been through. And you take back that shit and you claim it. Because those are the same family members, I'm going to tell you this right now, those are the same fucking family members that when you rise above the blinded eye, they're going to tell you that they're the ones who helped you. Girl, I, I, trust me, Ben, I've gone through it myself. When I was pregnant with my first, with my first son, and I had to go move into a shelter, Rosalie Hall, it was one of my family members who I turned to help, and they told me they weren't going to help me, it was the same one who told everybody else that they were the ones who helped me, and I was like, What? I laughed. I just had to laugh to myself. It, it, it didn't even make sense even correcting that shit. Just, I just had to laugh to myself. Stop allowing family members to silence your pain. 
And the only reason why you're afraid is because you have the fat, the word family as a label. Take that label off just as much as you need to take the trauma label off. You step into that room and you say your name is so-and-so before anything else. Take back your crown. Pick up that shit and put it on. I'm tired of seeing my kings and my queens down. I'm tired of seeing my kings and my queens' families continue to tell them to stop. Stop talking about your story. Stop talking about your story. Now, I'm proud of my story. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it because it's not a negative. I've made that shit a positive. I took what I went through and I made that shit a positive. And I'm not going to allow you to silence me anymore. I'm just going to, I don't want to talk too heavily about this, especially that it's nighttime and I don't want you guys to, to sit down and you know, question yourselves. I would never want you to just do that, but we need to touch on suicidals, suicidal ideation. We need to talk about it. We need to talk about it because it's real. And, you know, yes, the murder rate has increased in, in our city. But suicide is triple that. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody is talking about it. Whether you identify as heterosexual, homosexual, whatever the, whatever it is, LGBTQ, whatever, native, black, white, pink, blue, green, I don't care. We need to talk about it. Because while they keep posting every single murder victim and murder suspect up on the news, we are losing triple that behind the scenes from suicide. Our kings and our queens are falling. And the reason why they're falling is because a lot of people have pressured them to silence their pain and we gotta stop that shit. I want you guys to rise above your pain. And I want you guys to know I'm here for you. You guys know where you can reach me. And I'm going to tell you right now, just in case anybody forgot, because, you know, this is a heavy topic. Reach out to me. If you're feeling down, if you're feeling like you want to kill yourself or just having a thought of wanting to kill yourself, because just because you have the thought of wanting to be dead doesn't make you suicidal. So don't put that label on yourself. You're just going through a hard time. Reach out to me. My number is 437-488-4871. Or you can DM me on Instagram, Impact Over Intention. You can even message me on Facebook. I think it goes straight to my email. Yeah, I'll get it straight to my phone. It's broken silence. Silence is not meaningless. We need to come together as a community and stand up for one another. We need to be each other's backbone. I need to. We need to stop telling people to silence themselves, and we need to start telling people to raise their voice, scream it fucking louder. If something's hurting you, if someone's hurting you, scream that shit out loud. It's the only way that someone's going to hear you. And it's the only way something's going to get done. Because when we seek help, we seek knowledge. We seek coping strategies when we seek help. Knowledge is help. Knowledge is wealth. Knowledge is love. Knowledge is prosperity. Knowledge is hope. 
anybody who ever has the thought of wanting to take their life, being alone, wanting to disappear, please reach out to me. I'm here for you. I don't care if it's 2 o'clock in the day or 2 o'clock in the morning. I am here for you. I don't want anyone to feel like they're alone. Identify myself as a leader in my community and I'm going to lead you. I can lead because I'm no longer blind. I was blinded for so many years. But now, I took the duct tape off my mouth. I took the dark glasses that were blinding me. And I took that shit off and I could see clearly. I can see it for what it is. I can see the people in my life, in my corner that I can go to. Seek help. Because when we seek help, we seek knowledge and we grow. I'm here for you. And I will keep telling you that. I will repeat it every single episode, but I'm here. But it's time that we talk about it. We have to stop finding so many reasons to die. And we got to start finding so many reasons to live. And do you know how easy for it is to think how to think we got to we got to silence our minds sometimes of our negative thoughts. Because have you ever not noticed, you know, for those who are religious, the devil only wins the devil feels that they can only win when you're down. When you're at the top, when you're doing what you got to do, the devil can't touch you. We're giving the devil too much power because the devil only tries to reach out when we're feeling down. Because the devil knows he can't win. We got to stop saying those phrases like, yo, the devil's trying me today, boy. The devil's trying, because we're already giving the devil power by recognizing that it's there. I brush that shit off. If something happens, if like if a person's driving slow in front of me, because I'm sorry, I'm not going to lie to you, though. That shit drives me crazy when people drive slow in front of me. Like, you know what? Maybe that person is protecting me from a potential car accident. Maybe that person's protecting me from getting a speeding ticket that, that, that police officer up the road. Turn that shit into a positive. The devil is no longer. Rise above your triumph. Rise above it. Trauma is not your label. Your label is your first and last name and how you step into a room and declare your presence. That's what we're going to do from now on. And that will help you every single step of the way. We as a community, we got to start building with authenticity. Okay? Versus gaining a dollar. And I think that's what we need to do. Especially in the black community, we got to stop doing that shit, man. We got to start building each other up. If somebody comes to you and says, yo, how do you write a book? You know, how do you, how do you, how did you start a podcast? You know, if somebody really is genuinely reaching out to you, yo, help them out. Stop trying to make a dollar off of somebody. Stop. I get it. I'm, I, when I say I get it, I understand people got to make a living. And that's when you start booking people and, and, and doing things and, and all that stuff. But if someone's reaching out to you and just like, you know, Christine, how, how do you write a book? I'm going to tell you how I wrote it. And I'm going to tell I'm, I'm just going to tell you how, how I did it. Because I can only tell you what I know. I'm not going to... We got to stop trying to get rich off of people's dreams, man. And we got to start raising each other as a community. Have you not noticed? If people reach out to you and ask you how to do something, and the moment you throw like a hundred and some odd dollars in the face, they stop contacting you. 
and they're not contacting you because you're charging them they're contacting you because you now put a negative damper in their goals because they're like oh fuck i gotta pay money just to hear what hear what it is to win i've never heard that shit before in my life if anybody approaches me and i've had many people approach me yo christine how did you start your podcast Yo, how did you, how did you, yo, how did you write your book? How did you do it? I'm not going to say, yo, give me, give me $200 and we can sit down for an hour and a half and chit chat. Are you dumb? It's different if I had a schedule, if I had been promoting myself and been like, you know, to book a $35 consultation for an hour, that's different. That's different. That is that that's completely different. That's your business. You know that that is your business. That so I understand that aspect. But when someone approaches you on a one away and is just trying to talk to you, trying to they're just trying to get some inspiration. Yo, why are you telling the people, yo, we could sit down for an hour in the old, I usually charge it. No, just talk, just speak life into somebody. What what's that thing that people been doing where people what's it called, man? Pay it forward, pay it forward, or whatever. When people buy things and ahead of you, like the Tim Hortons I'm and stuff, we gotta start doing more of that. We really do, because we need to we need to build ourselves as a community. And trying to profit off of somebody's goals when they're just trying to ask for help is not how we do it. Is not how we do it. And us as black people, and me as speaking as a black woman. I've noticed that my culture cares about being accepted. We got to stop worrying about being accepted. And how about we start growing economy? That's what we need to do. Anybody from any different socioeconomic background, that's what we need to start doing. We need to start uplifting the marginalized youth, the marginalized families. That's what we need to start doing. Okay? That's what we need. And today was a reminder, and Sunday was a reminder of that for me. Think about yourself. I want you guys to just think about yourself, especially the ones who are going through it. I want you to think to yourself. Think about the character, the values, the morals, and the principles that you carry. How much of that shit is actually you? And I want you to think about how much of that is actually your trauma and the confliction that you've gone through. And the ones that you can identify as your trauma and confliction, I want you to tear that tape down. Tear it down. One by one. Tear it down. Tear it down. And tear it down. And take that negativity that you have thought was negative, and I need you to take that and turn it into a positive. Strive. There's a reason you're still standing. There's a reason you're still breathing. And there's a reason that you're still leading. I need you to do it. The toxic cycles, relationships, children, incarceration, lack of education, gang culture. We all need to step it up. Step it up. Let's build a community together. It takes a community to raise a village. Let's step that up, do what we need to do for each other. And the first thing we need to do is we need to listen. 
and stop silencing those who are coming to us for an ear. Stop silencing them and empower them. Because the truth is, trauma isn't our truth. Trauma is just a word that you use to label to try to take away from who I really am. My name's Christine Lewis. And this is another episode of Broken Silence Real Talk. I want you guys to have a blessed night. And before I go, I'm going to read this to you guys again. And just remember, stop silencing your pain. Strip that label off and declare who you are again. Your trauma does not define you. The things that hurt you, that caused you pain, do not define you. You are made of beautiful, incredible, impossible things. And your trauma does not get to trick you into believing that is the only thing about you that matters. This is Broken Silence Real Talk.